Welcome to the Apple Day Podcast. My name is Michelle Apples, and I am so honored and privileged to be your host. If you don't know me, I am the founder of Miss Apples Matchmaking and the Christian Singles Community Hub. We believe in empowering Christian singles with the resources they need to grow towards greatness, to put your faith in action, and to date with purpose. We stand on the verse Matthew 6.33 that says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be added onto you. We know that healthy relationships only come from healthy individuals. So we want to help equip you right here, right now, in your season of singleness and leave a legacy for generations to come by helping people become the greatest version of themselves now. Would you join me every single Wednesday as we dig deep, we get real, we talk about all of the things to really help us steward our singleness better. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Michelle Apples. And if you haven't been tuning in, you will not know that we've been on our Leaders Summer Series. So we have some extraordinary leaders in our community um, that have graciously come alongside me and my vision and just said, hey, I want to serve this community. I'm passionate about Christian singles. I'm passionate about leading people closer to Jesus. And so today I have the utmost honor honor and privilege to interview Amanda, who's been in our community for a while. She's been on our leaders team and she's just such a servant heart and she's her just obedience to God is just so beautiful. So Amanda, would you introduce yourself to our audience? Hello. Thank you, Michelle, for having me on today. Yes, my name is Amanda. I am one of the leaders in the Christian Singles Hub. I also co-lead the business meetings with Glaze. Amazing. I am a business owner. I recently published my second book, and I am currently on sabbatical in transition to being a full-time missionary out in Cambodia by 2023. So that's me in a nutshell. Wow. You're life since knowing you, Amanda, has just been such a whirlwind in such a beautiful way, you know, just being called out to really be faithful. I remember when you called me, we've gotten on so many prayer calls, just battling through all the things to be like, okay, God, if this is your will, make it known. And whether that was you, you know, quitting your job, not having a clue what was next, just knowing, hey, I feel God asking me to quit my job to now go into a season of Sabbath, where it's a, so restful, it's a lot of stillness, which is so countercultural because the world tells us we should be busy, we should add more to our schedules, we should be doing, 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 and then gonna go overseas as a missionary in Cambodia. So that is such a whirlwind in itself. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I would love to. So my journey started pretty much a year ago when I just kind of felt a shift in my spirit from the Lord. And so, you know, as every good Christian, I was like, I'm going to take some time and really seek God. And I told God in that moment, I was like, God, I'll fast until the end of the year. This was 2021. And God's like, just give me six weeks. So in the middle of summer, guys, in the peak moments of like ice cream having I was like I'm gonna fast I'm not having ice cream when all my friends are having ice cream guys it was hard (laughs) so I decided to fast and really seek God and it was in the first week God said it's time to step down from your job it's time to fly and I was like uh okay 
um, all right, let's do this. And so subsequently, I told my bosses in September and God specifically gave me some instructions, like you're going to give them eight months notice that in and of itself, like when I tell people that I know that's countercultural, when you step down from a job, you're given like two weeks, maybe a month, but God's like, you're going to give your work. I also work for my church. So let me just interject that I did work for my church as the children's ministry director. So God said, you're going to give them eight months notice. And so I remember having that conversation with our lead pastor. And so he was, he was surprised, but he received it well. And so he was just really appreciative that I was giving him enough time to be able to replace me. And so in that moment, God even told me the person who was going to replace me. And so in the following months, it was just me stepping out and, you know, starting to like close things down and whatnot. And so it was at the beginning of this year. And the person who God told me was going to do it is actually the person they ended up hiring. And so I just knew God had these little moments where he would speak something to me, and then it would happen. And also at the beginning of the year, God spoke to me very clearly about Cambodia. Now I've been on two missions trips to Cambodia over the last seven years and completely have fallen in love with the country and whatnot. But God God said to me that I was going to be a missionary in Cambodia. And, and that didn't surprise me. And I remember speaking to my lead pastor and he was like, yeah, this makes sense. You've been talking about this for years. So I know it's been, it was a journey from 2015 until the beginning of 2022. So seven year journey that God planted seeds and then he started to water them over the years. And my last trip that I took in 2020 before the whole world shut down, he confirmed like, this is something that I'm going to be doing, but then COVID hit. So I was like, okay, what's that? I'm not sure what's going on there. So fast forward to the beginning of 2022, when God said, you're going to Cambodia. And so there was this transition of having to train up the new person. And then I finally stepped down at the end of June. And so even coming into the summer, God's like, I'm calling you in to a season of Sabbath. Now at first, you can, I sat there and I was like, wow, I get to rest. Thank you, God. It's such a gift. It's so amazing. Okay. Now I've been working since I was 14. I've been working full-time since I was 19. I've never not had a job before I, um, after I was 14. So I thought, oh, I finally get a rest. This is amazing. Oh, no, 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 no. The first two weeks, I was like, what is this? I rested, but I just felt like it was so weird not to wake up, go to a job and do all the things that I didn't know. I didn't know how to rest. I found in myself that I, I had no clue how to rest. What does a Sabbath season look like? Not just one day, because we talk about the Sabbath, you're meant to practice it every week. And that's something that I cultivated over the last few years in my life. But to enter into a season of rest, I realized very quickly and two weeks into it that I had no clue what that looked like or how to do it. It was one of the most uncomfortable moments of my life or transitions that I had ever been through. But God was faithful. He remained faithful throughout it all. That's amazing. So I, I know you speak about like, you didn't really know what Sabbath rest is. And the first two weeks were really hard. So what did you assume it was going to be? And what did it turn out to be? That's a great question. So for me, I assumed it was going to be like a vacation. Like, yeah, I'm on vacation. It's great. It's fantastic. And what it actually was, was God's um, slowing me down. God's like, no, 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 no. I need you to slow down. I need you to get into this new rhythm. And I think in Matthew 11, 28 to 
30, it's the message version. It says, walk with me and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. So God was taking me into this new rhythm and this new rest where it wasn't like, I think the way I was before, and I think to be able to reflect on how my life was before this season, it was very much, I did spend time with the Lord and whatnot, but I think it was like, spend time with the Lord, go to work, do this, hang out with this person, do this, do this, where I had so much free time where it's like, spend time with the Lord. That's it. That was the only expectation. God's like, I just want you to spend time at my feet. I just want you to spend time in a secret place. So that looked different. There were days where I would sleep. I would sleep. I slept in a lot. I napped. I, I don't nap normally. I, I caught up on a lot of sleep, which I was so, so grateful for. I still am in this season. And so I guess I didn't expect it to look like that. And so I would do things with people, but I was very careful not to busy my schedule, not to fill my schedule, because God's like, I really want you to rest and realize the importance of resting your body and what that looks like. And so what it ended up looking like was adopting a completely new rhythm, which was much slower to what I, uh, what I've experienced in the past. And it also made me really deeply reflect on who I was. I had to learn to love me and my own company because I was spending a lot of time by myself with myself. And I realized the reason why I probably was so busy in my last season was there were moments where I felt uncomfortable being completely alone and completely by myself. And so that in this season, God is teaching me like, love you, love your own company. And I know as a single person, as a Christian single, I feel like that's such a great skill to hone because when you're in a marriage, you want to love your own company. If your husband were to go away on a trip and you're by yourself at home, you want to be able to be secure and confident being by yourself at home. Yeah. Also, I think like if we don't learn to love being with ourselves, how do we expect someone else to love to be with us as well? So that's exactly. so good. And so like you're, you know, when I look at you or think about you, Amanda, like you're so spirit led, you're so obedient to just do what God says. And that is just so amazing. And, and not an easy thing to do It's very countercultural. And when people say like Christianity is boring, like they're not living by faith, because faith is not boring. There's so many unknowns, like, it's so countercultural to just not be in control, not to control every outcome, every situation, every scenario, but release and say, God, whatever you want, I'll do whatever, wherever you tell me to go, I'm going to go. Whatever that looks like, you can count on me. How did you get to that place of, of that obedience? Because that's so hard for so many people. For sure. Um, For me, it was a continual stepping out in faith. It was, okay, I'm going to take this baby step. God tells me to do this. I'm going to take this baby step. Wow. Okay. I see God come through. And I think continually saying yes to God can having an obedience mindset saying, God, no matter what it looks like, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what culture says, or what my life says, or even what my mind is telling me in that moment, because there is that scripture that says in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, this is the scripture for me. It says, do not lean on your own understanding because it's so easy to rationalize away or to rationalize yourself out of obedience, but saying no to all of that and saying yes to God, no matter what it looks like. And so I made a resolve in my heart, probably a few years ago where I was like, okay, God, 
I want you to use me. And I know using me, it's going to look completely different than anything that I can fathom. And it's going to be completely countercultural. But I had a resolve in myself. And yes, even in this season, it has been so scary. Like to anybody who wants to live in faith and step out in faith and live in obedience, it's not going to be easy. It's not for the faint at heart, but God says he's faithful that he will give us the grace, right? His grace is sufficient. It's sufficient. And in our weaknesses, God is our strength. So I really just relied on him. God said at the beginning of this Sabbath season, the only way you're going to make it through is if you abide to the vine. And so that's something I've really been like, okay, I'm going to prioritize the secret place. I'm going to make sure that God is filling me up on a regular basis because I, we know that we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us that empowers us. He gives us power and love and a sound mind. And so it's walking that out to say, okay, God, you've empowered me. You've given me the strength. Your grace is enough. But there were times, and you and I were just talking about this, my emotions were all over the place and they still are. Even just this morning, I was in my time, um, my time with God. And I'm just like, God, I'm freaking out. Like I am freaking out. And so God's like, no, I need you to stand on the word. I need you to stand on the specific scriptures that he gave me. Like he gave me Hebrews 13, five. He doesn't abandon me. He doesn't forsake me in this season. He wants us to be content with what I have right now in this season. And Genesis 22, which talks about Abraham and how he sacrifices Isaac. And like, he says to him afterwards, because you have not, because you've obeyed me, you haven't even withhold your only son, your only son. I will bless you by my name, mm-hmm. by my word, I will bless you. And so God got me this morning to like write all those scriptures on two cards and physically stand on them. And so it's learning to be like, no, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for this season. I'm going to fight for the peace that God says that surpasses all understanding. And it's learning to stand and it's not easy. I, that's all I have to say. And it's not easy. Your emotions are going to try to get the best of you. And the enemy is going to try to like take you off path. But if you declare, and I remember us talking about this in one of our clubhouse calls in regards to just business declarations versus um, affirmations and declaration is declaring that word of truth over your situation. No, that's so good. And I love that you just highlight the very realness of it, that it's not easy, that following in obedience is hard, that it's you're still human. We're still human. We still have crazy emotions and it's going to be a whirlwind. And sometimes it's going to feel so chaotic and it, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of unknown, but you don't let the fear win. You walk by faith because mm-hmm. faith always triumphs over fear if you allow it to. Right. And so I love that. So by following in obedience, because, you know, you've been doing this for a while now, have you been able to like look back at times like you followed in obedience and been like, oh, I get why I had to do that. Or, you know, oh, now I understand because I know for me, like when I walk in in faith and even through all the emotions, I can like look back at so many situations being like, why was I so worried? Or why was I so freaked out? Or like, why was I so emotional? Like God showed up in big ways, you know? And yeah. that wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have followed in faith. What's your, what's your yeah. story with that? Yeah, so it's so funny because I feel like with God just calling me to Cambodia, when I went on my second missions trip out there in 2020, so our church had said, hey, we're going on a missions trip to Cambodia at the beginning of 2020, and it was 2019, and I just remember being like, 
was praying one day and God's like, you're going to Cambodia. And I was like, okay, <laughs> um, I have no time to fundraise. Like I was so busy. I'm like, I have no funds for this. So if you're sending me, like, you're going to provide all of this. And so as I looked into it and what it entailed and whatnot, and just fundraising and all this kind of stuff, I was like, okay, like, I'm, I'm going to be obedient. So I signed up, I paid my deposit. And I remember just praying to God and just saying, hey, God, I'm like, if you're truly calling me to this, I'm like, can you make sure that all the funds come in before the first payment is out? And so this is me just kind of challenging God. Like, if this is, if you saying like, I'll, I'm going to be obedient, but if you're saying you want me to go, I'm asking this. And so literally he led me to Facebook fundraising. It was brand new then. So I was like, I'm going to put myself out there. And because I had, I think two weeks to fundraise, literally two weeks. And I was like, that I can do. I can, I can put something on social media on a daily basis for the next 14 days. So I did it. And I literally watched God come through like just donation after donation. And I literally had, not only did I have the full trip before the first payment was due, but I also had all of my spending money and like just monetary gifts that people had gifted me with for when I go out there. And so I remember God specifically speaking Luke 16, 10, if you are faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. And so when God called me back to Cambodia is now calling me to Cambodia and I'm walking, I'm starting to walk in like fundraising and whatnot. Like there is no doubt in my mind. Like, honestly, I have no doubt. I was like, God, if you can do, like, if you could provide for me $4,000 for a missions trip, you can provide how much ever it's going to cost for me to uproot my life and live in a completely different country and serve your people. And so for me, there's not even a doubt in my mind. I think I, I struggle more with God providing for me in this Sabbath season than providing for me to go in the missions field. So yeah, that's my story. I love that. And it's so true, though, that, you know, we can look back when we have walked in obedience, when we walked in faith, and we've looked at, well, God did it, then he can do it again. Or if God did that, then like, he can do anything. And so mm -hmm. I just love that, because it does get easier. I think when you first step out in faith, it's probably a lot scarier, because you don't have that history with God of him showing up of him doing things in literally radical ways that just blow your mind. And you can't stand on those things because you haven't seen them, but you can take other people's testimonies and say, hey, if God did it for them, God can do it for me. So I know we're about to close up here, but I just wanted to maybe send that encouragement to someone who might be listening. If you don't have a history of just seeing God show up and you you want to take that first faith step, you want to walk in obedience, you can take Amanda's testimony. You can take my testimony and say, wow, if God did it for them, he can surely do it for me because God doesn't show favoritism. There's nothing different about Amanda than me than anyone else. It's just simply that we've chosen to walk in obedience and faith over fear and countercultural to what the world tells us to do. So Amanda, one last question before we close up. If you were to give one piece of advice to our singles community, what would it be? Know your identity. Um, something that I realized in this season is that I had tied my identity to the busyness. 
And so God has been breaking down how I tied that and just revealing to me my true identity. So whatever, whatever situation you find yourself, it is so important that you know who you are because it's not tied to anything that you do. It's being and knowing that you belong to Jesus and that he died on the cross for you. And that that is where your identity needs to be rooted no matter what happens. And that's going to give you the faith and whatever you need to walk out wherever God is calling you. Yeah, so good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for being on the show. Thank we- you for having me. Yeah. And we'll see you back here for another episode of An Apple a Day. Thanks for tuning in to an Apple a Day podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to like it, subscribe, or maybe even send it to a friend. It helps us so much. And if you're single, make sure to check out the hub at christiansingleshub.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to reach out to us on any of our Instagram profiles at christiansingleshub or at Miss Apples Matchmaking. Or you can reach me directly at Michelle Apples. We would love to talk to you. We would love to hear your thoughts and we would love to answer any questions that you may have. We'll see you back here next Wednesday for another episode of an Apple a Day podcast. And in the meantime, God bless you. We love you and the best is yet to come. See you next Wednesday.